I've had this conversation with a research person. He has told me, but you know, we're measuring mortality. So we can't have somebody who's likely to be dying sooner. I get that. Don't measure mortality. Measure something else. That's Bruce Kramer, and this is another installment of Living While Dying, an ALS story from Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Kathy Warzer. The drug is called Dexpremipexel. Say that fast three times. In August of 2012, during one of my radio conversations with Bruce about living life with a terminal illness, ALS, or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, we talked at length about the drug trial he was in. Kramer was diagnosed with a mysterious neuromuscular disease in 2010. At the time of that 2012 conversation, he had been in the drug trial, launched by the Boston-based firm Biogen Idic for 14 months. It's, I think, way too late for me. So anything that I would do in terms of accessing science and trying to advance science is really not going to be for me. And... You know, that was made very clear to me early on. I, I remember talking with Dr. Jones at Mayo and, and asking, well, what do you think I had to get into? I need to get into a, you know, back then it was, I got to get into this, I got to get into that. And his, his statement was very helpful. He just said, look, ALS has basically plowed through every drug trial except for one. And that one was kind of dicey anyway. You do this because you're doing it for other people. You're not doing it for yourself. I get that. Don't think that we don't want something to happen. And and probably deep inside, there's this little tiny glimmer of hope that maybe, maybe something would flip this around. But from a rational point of view, and even from an emotional point of view, I know that you do the science because of the science. Bruce Kramer was pleased to have been in the drug trial. That drug excited the ALS community because initial safety and tolerability trials supported more testing and further trials. It had fast-track designation from the FDA because, as Bruce's doctor stated, other potential ALS drugs over the years had ended up on the dust pile. This one seemed to hold promise. In addition to taking what was either the drug or the placebo, Bruce wasn't sure. He thought deeply and carefully about the trial itself and how drugs are tested in the U.S. It's possible to see a certain way of doing drug trials as being the gold standard, but maybe we don't need a gold standard. Maybe we need a bronze standard. They do the double blind because they're afraid that if you think you're on something, it will affect the study, like it really didn't have an effect. But if you think it's doing something and it does have an effect, then it did have an effect. (laughs) So, you know, there is something there. And the fact that the only way we know how to deal with the placebo effect is to basically blind it out of it tells me that we're kind of stuck with the way we do it. I think researchers don't see it that way. And, and I respect that. I, I appreciate what the scientific method does for us, but I also think we become, it's kind of like bureaucracy. Bureaucracy helps to make us more efficient. It helps us to put things into a system of getting them done. And then eventually you start doing it for the sake of the bureaucracy and not because of the initial thing you were trying to accomplish. I think we're kind of at that place with drug testing as well. There are other ways to gather data 
there's other data that might not lend itself to the quantification that we require from the scientific method. But there are certain things that aren't responding. Again, the old definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. I think that things like ALS, the big cancers that suddenly bloom all over the body, these are so complex. They have so many different manifestations that you can't possibly isolate one little thing about them and say, aha, there it is, that will cure or that gets to the cause. It's going to be a cocktail that is going to eventually bring this to a point where one can manage it. And I'm not sure if cure is the right word. Of course, I hope, but manage it. You mentioned federal policy and how we do research. Money plays a big role, obviously, in the fact that you're, you're up against uh, other disease, that uh, cancer, heart disease. These, and, and of course, and, and they're all worthy of, of funding and fun, they're fundraising, but folks who have ALS... It seems like you're just kind of a voice in the wilderness. We're a very small group. Uh, that, that for some reason, that just seems right. I don't know why. Why couldn't, why couldn't I have gotten a big cancer? <laughs> you know, I mean, the great big, you know, or the big heart disease. I mean, you know, if the, but, um, but the fact is, is that ALS, just with the number of people that are diagnosed, there just aren't that many of us. So we have that orphan disease status. You look at some of the best research groups, and they're living on, I don't know, 15 million, 16 million a year, which in scientific research is nothing. To bring dexpramipexel to trial was, I believe, over 150 million just to get it there. It's not something that a backyard inventor has the, the wherewithal to do. And that's a good thing. It means that you force people to really put their money where their mouth is. But it's also a bad thing because it means that really only those with means can actually take something through. And what's the financial payoff in a capitalistic system for ALS, really? And so I'm hopeful for the Biogen company. I've told you before, I think my hair is getting coarser. And if that's the case, then um, they've got a winner <laughs> in Tex Pramipexel. <laughs> For something completely unrelated something to ALS. Nothing to do with ALS. Coming up on the next installment of Living While Dying, an ALS story, Bruce Kramer ponders life without a job.